Hello and welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm James Marriott. No Dom this week. He's on holiday. So we've made our, our very own emergency loan signing and a very adequate one uh, at that as well from the star. It's Nancy Frostick. Hiya. Uh, hello. hello. <laughs> um, now, in the great scheme of things, Nancy, you're still kind of relatively new to the kind of the Wednesday family. So um, we'll kind of get to know you a little bit better uh, a bit later on. Uh, to set the scene here, you're kind of, you're the uh, the Chris Holt upgrade. Aren't you? You're kind of like Dom's <laughs> yeah. right-hand lady. More importantly to all this, um, you're at every Wednesday game. I am indeed, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so coming up, we're going to hear from Sam Winnell after his first start in a Wednesday shirt for some 18 months or something. Um, Alpinions, we'll go through last week's. To today's, the new Alpinions will be set by Nancy a bit later on. Uh, firstly, though, let's rewind to Saturday, Blackburn Rovers at Hillsborough. This felt like it could be the old banana skin. Um, but it was another three points, wasn't it? What did you make of it, Nancy? Um, well, I mean, the first half was was good, comfortable, well... Not the most entertaining, but it was good. Um, you know, it, it looked like Wednesday were going to play out a normal game and then all of a sudden you hit like 60-odd minutes and things just went weird. Um, you know, it was very end-to-end, three, four quick goals. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of made it into just this strange, strange kind of spectacle. But um, it was a really good performance and I think um, overall, you know, Steve Bruce was disappointed to concede those two goals. Yeah. But at some point you feel that, like you say, the banana skin was coming. And if it, if the banana skin is literally just conceding two goals but still scoring four, then you, you can't complain at that You're stage. You're going to take it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the goals were all really creative. Good to see different names get on the score sheet. Yep. Um, I, mean, I know Stephen Fletcher still scored, but, you know, Atinu and, and uh, Matthias getting on there as well. Yep. Um, so I think there was there's more positives than anything to take out. Obviously couple of niggly injuries but um yeah got the grace period of the international breaks well that's true um we i mean as we always tend to do we will talk injuries uh, a bit later on um i i very much agree with what you said at the, the kind of the start of all this which is it was just a bit of a bonkers game really it didn't really make any sense there was no there was never a clear pattern to it um you know bizarrely it was it was kind of a comfortable win for wednesday at the same time i kind of think well blackburn might feel a bit unlucky not to have got something out of it because that the times created challenges and Westwood made a couple of good saves, particularly at the end, right at the end of the first half. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hard to kind of dissect the game. But um, let's take kind of like one one real positive from it. Four goals for the first time this season. And there have been long periods of this season where we've really bemoaned Wednesday, um, not just not scoring, but actually just not creating chances. And um, it is a different Wednesday now under Steve Bruce. Uh, me and Dom have talked uh, about Stephen Fletcher and about just what a great time he's having under um, Steve Bruce. But that that goal, the first goal, um, to be fair, I think probably the defender should have cleared it before it got through to Stephen Fletcher. But that was Stephen Fletcher doing what you expect a player like Stephen Fletcher to do, wasn't it? Right place, right yeah. time. But but he kind of just you know he, he he just hit the ball in the way that that Sam Hutchinson didn't against Sheffield United. You know he knows as yeah. a striker just what to do to make sure the ball ends up in the back of the net. It was a box standard dead easy goal, but it's still it's still got to do the hard. It's still got to stick it away, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And um, you know similar situation against Bolton in a week actually. Um, you know. He did that one chance when it was horrendous conditions again yep. um, and it was just a case of latching on to that one ball 
um and he's that clinical that he doesn't need need more than that absolutely of a chance so uh, yeah yeah did the job so that first kind of 15 20 minutes um i i thought that i thought Wednesday were playing with some real kind of swagger about them and there's some real good stuff happening um adam reach kind of looked like he wanted everything there were some really nice passages of play um and i, I talk a little bit more about this later on but i kind of quite enjoyed watching seeing the way that fletcher and winnall were playing together for a while. Um, as we mentioned, it's a bit of a bonkers game. So that almost is kind of like, I'd almost forgotten about all that stuff. I've not kind of made notes of it in my in my phone. Um, you kind of forget that there were some really nice passages of play in that in that opening kind of 20 minutes or so, uh, because things went off in all kinds of different directions. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention, and, and I guess there were a few contenders for Man of the Match all in all. Um, for me, I'd have to give it to Barry Bannon because... Um, Arguably, I would say three assists, although I know that, that he only officially gets two of them. Uh, but two great free kicks, and Barry Bannon can often be a frustrating player, and um, sometimes the things that you expect him to do well on an off day, just he really struggles with. But they were just two absolutely perfect balls into the box, weren't they? And yeah. that, that, that first one, the uh, the Atinuyu goal, I mean, that was kind of textbook. It was a perfect free kick, and then really a perfect header, a perfect finish from Atty, and he's not known for his headed goals, uh, but he, but he, he, he did exactly what he needed to do with that one, didn't he? Yeah, and I think um, you know with Bannon, he's he'd sent in a good, a few good corners before that as well. So it was clearly sort of feeling it on the day. Um, and apart from the the three assists, uh, you know, I think I gave him man of the match as well in in our player ratings or match report. Um, but he just stepped up, and considering uh, Sam Hutchinson went off so early, you know, you kind of expect some sort of adjustment period um, just because they've been so solid together for so many games in a row now. Um, but he just sort of ploughed on um, and didn't seem to miss Hutchinson at all. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's that's very true. And um, I mean, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably, well, certainly I want to talk in a bit more depth about what kind of happened after Hutchinson went, went off. You're right in terms of the fact that there were, in some regards, we kind of ploughed on regardless. And I think in other regards, there were things that just started to fall to, to bits a little bit. Um, interesting that you picked out Barry Bannon for Man of the Match as well. Who would kind of be coming in? Would there be a close second behind that? Um, I, I thought Michael Hector had another strong day. Yep. Um, it, it was, again, because of the two goals conceded, you kind of, we were, we were at full time sort of thinking about it. And it's almost like they, they played... The defensive unit played well again, but those two goals, I think it was more a case of um, offensive strength rather than uh, Wednesday being overly weak defensively or anything. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought um, Hector had sort of stepped up. Um, as he kind of does it every now and then, he'll sort of bring the ball up into the midfield, sort of just drive out from the back um, yeah. and, and spray a pass through. I think he, he played a couple um, sort of, right the way through to, to reach, to run onto. Um, and he did the same against Bolton, actually. And it's just an added dimension, something a bit different that I, I quite like about him. Um, we kind of forget, don't we, with with uh, Michael Hector, that he's got plenty of experience playing in midfield. It's a position he's played in quite a bit, mm. that kind of defensive midfield role. So, you know, having to pick out a pass, I guess is something that is has always been part of his game. He's just kind of used to it. And I think you get defenders who are, are good at it, you get defenders who aren't. I mean, Tom Lee can pick out a pass sometimes and then you know, yeah. you'll often get where it's just, it's just a pump-up field because it's the safest thing to do and it's yeah. not really kind of aiming for anyone. Um, Hector's a little bit 
bit different because I think he's got that that element of vision that you get from probably having that midfield experience, which is uh, which is great. Tell you what, as well, he was a bit unlucky not to get on the score sheet, wasn't he? Hit the post in the first half. Yes, yes. I think he's a real handful. I mean, obviously, he's he's quite a tall tall guy anyway. Um, but he just seems like one of those sort of, I can imagine he's a really spiky player to play against as in elbows and, you know, um, he really seems to get on top of people, uh, when he's marking them right up on their backs, which, um, obviously, you know, you're at risk of sort of conceding free kicks and and stuff every now and then. But, um, I, I imagine that is a horrible, horrible person to mark really just, uh, just for that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Dominic Iorfa in the goals again then. I mean, he can't be far off being our, what, second or third top scorer this season, the way that uh, yeah. the way that he's going. <laughs> um, it's been said a few times about kind of the similarities with um, Raider Johnson. Um, also kind of like, you know, a, a lot of his movement kind of reminds people of um, Carlton Palmer, who was another player that, that would pop up with goals every uh, every now and then. Uh, but he he's got this ability to get himself in in the right place at the right time, hasn't he? Because he's yeah. he's banging those goals away, and you only do that as a as a defender if you've just got that sense. You just know where to hang around, and also yeah. kind of how to lose a bit of a marker as well, and how to just smash the ball when you need to. Yeah, I think he's going to be. Uh, well, he certainly has been with the three goals that he's got, or definitely the first two anyway. Um, you know, when when they need to win ugly or or draw ugly, so to speak, yeah. lump it in the box, and again, he's another tall physical guy um and he does he does offer a bit in terms of pace as well um you know when he gets gets going at at speed you can see that um you can kind of see why why Steve Bruce is playing him on the right although I think sometimes he's got this tendency if he's got the ball at his feet he does just automatically turn back and, and play it back inside um which is something that I think Steve Bruce has mentioned actually to say that you know there's some some work to be done in terms of turning him into more of a Liam Palmer bombing with the ball at his feet um, yeah. up the wing. But in terms of if he's chasing a dead ball or, or running into the box at speed, yeah, he's got that side to his game as well. Yeah, it was a, it, I thought it was a good performance from um, I offer again on, um, on Saturday. I do see kind of elements, he, he's got a mistake in him at the mm. moment. Uh, and there's times where I think, I don't always feel that he's as in control of the ball as I'd like him to be. Um, You know, he's the kind of player that you imagine goes kind of darting down the wing and then stops and thinks, oh, hang on, where's the ball? Uh, And it's, you know, it's it's, it's 20 yards uh, behind him because he's kind of lost it somewhere along the way. Uh, But, you know, 200 grand it's just insane as to how how good a player and how much potential there is there as well um and i think we've already seen the effect that steve bruce can have on on players um you know he's brought him into the club um he's he's put him into the team he's scoring goals the lad's confidence is going to be high you can only really see his form going in one direction now and and that is as he's you know as he's learning more and steve bruce as a former defender um you know will will kind of be giving him the the help the advice he'll be giving him the support that that he needs to kind of uh, really press on now and the good thing is that you, you look at him and think yeah he will be uh, a real kind of key part in the spine of our team longer term now. We do, you know, there's a yeah. lot of players from this team that may not be around next season for one reason or another. Players out of contract, players that maybe have got to move on for financial reasons. You look at Dominic Iorfa and you go, yeah, he is going to be a key component for this team moving forward, isn't he? Because Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's so much there to get excited about. And, you know, it's the interesting thing I think will be 
finding where he's going to play because, um, you know, we've seen him at right back, but um, we spoke to him just after he'd signed and I think he said he'd prefer usually to be at centre-back. So, you know, looking ahead to next season, you'd assume Michael Hector's not going to be here unless something yeah. exciting happens there, which I think probably <laughs> most fans would be happy with. Absolutely. Um, so, and then, and then obviously you've got Jordan Thornley to consider as well there, yep. but um, it's whether he either develops those skills as a right back to, to offer more offensively, like we've talked about, or um, then moves inside and he, he could be quite the replacement actually for, yeah. for Michael Hector if he wants yeah. to move back to Chelsea. So That'd be good, that'd be good. Uh, Marco Matthias on the score sheet as well, kind of on the score sheet as well. <laughs> I, I, I almost thought like, ooh, should he have celebrated that goal as hard as he yeah. did? Because it wasn't, uh, there was a large element, there was a, well, there was an element of luck. There was a large element of really bad goalkeeping there. There was, yeah. I mean, they all count, I suppose. So, yeah, that's uh, true. That's but true. Yeah, we um, did all go. Mm, yeah, we're gonna have to look at the screen for the replay on that one. How has he fumbled <laughs> that? And yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was definitely poor goalkeeper rather than anything else. But as you say, they do all count, and um, you, you get the feeling, don't you, that that um, uh, Marcos had. I wouldn't say. a, a a difficult time since Steve Bruce has come in, but he's he's not had a lot of chance. Um, he's one of those players that there's some players that that have kind of obviously you know kind of had a bit of a regular run in the team. Marco Matthias, after having that, has kind of dropped out in recent in recent weeks and has kind of been struggling, I think, to get a foot back in the door. So um, you know, it doesn't it, it it was his name on the score sheet. It doesn't really matter how it gets there. You've got to hit the ball. It's got to be something like on target to yeah. stand a chance of becoming a goal. So. Um, you know, fair play to um, to Marco Matthias, and with with injuries as they as they are, and this being Sheffield Wednesday, injuries as they no doubt will continue to be for the rest of the season. <laughs> having uh, a Marco Matthias that we know can score goals uh, can't do us any harm, can it? No, and uh, you know it's going to be crucial to have those sort of. I'm reluctant to call them cameo role yeah. players, but you know those players that can come off the bench and maybe give you something. Um, it is important to have them and like you say he'd fancy himself I hope for a, a look in now um, yeah. depending on when you know Forestieri comes back or what what happens in terms of people returning from injury you'd kind of think yeah he's got to fancy his chances of getting at yeah. least some more time off the bench You're right as well in terms of the fact that there's been a, a few games recently whereby you'd look at the Wednesday bench and think alright if after 70 minutes Wednesday need a goal to get back into a game who is there on this bench that's going to come on and, and do something? There's some very mm. functional players, you know, some very, um, I guess what you call squad players that we've that we've got yeah. around the place at the moment. Marco Matthias is 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 one of those few players that you would look at as a, an option to come off the bench when you need a bit of something. You need that bit of flair or that little bit of uh, something that might just change a game. That he's he's got that. So um, you know, I think it's good to you know him him back in the goals and hopefully a bit of confidence and maybe back into form. Uh, can't do us any harm. Um, Adam Reach mentioned earlier he had a good kind of opening 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Um, he, all in all, probably not his his best game. He, he, he struggled at times and kind of faded in and out of the game a little bit. Um, but he did nearly score from the halfway line. Yeah, and you'd think considering, you know, his record this season, why not have a go? <laughs> um, what, what did you make of his performance overall? Um, a, a bit like you say, it's, I found since I've been uh, doing the job and, and watching Wednesday, um, he's been quite in and out of games. Um, and when he's on it, you know, he's by some stretch one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. Um, particularly I find when he's sort of bombing down to the byline 
um, and then he'll pull a couple across back. He's done that a couple of times, and I think it's paid off with a few goals as well. Um, but then he does sort of have a tendency of, I wouldn't say drifting as in you know style of play, but just he's just there, and I, yeah. I I don't necessarily know that he's kind of on it as as he has been. So like you say that that opening period, he was you know probably quite unplayable um, for for Blackburn. Blackburn's defence and then yeah he he kind of goes quiet I mean you can't expect everyone to be on it every game but um yeah I I can see why say in the summer people other clubs were interested or reportedly interested um so it's just a case of probably consistency yeah, yeah I, I think, um, I, I guess it's probably fairer on Adam Reach to say that I think sometimes the game drifts away from him rather than him drifting out of the game, if that makes sense. Because yeah, I think yeah. what you always have with Reach, there's never a point where he's just kind of stood there and looking disinterested. No, right? that's very he true. He always wants the ball. He, he's always, you know, his movement and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's always, he always seems to be on it. It doesn't seem like that kind of player. A bit like you'd level up maybe someone like Forestieri, who you can see quite clearly at times just drifts out of a, of a yeah. game. Uh, but I think sometimes the direction of a game can 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 kind of go in a in a direction that just doesn't really suit Adam Reach, um, and that's a bit of a shame because I think th- there are still fans that give him a bit of stick, and I think as, as much as he's kind of really proved his worth, and certainly last season proved his consistency at a time when we were in a real mess, um, I think sometimes fans do still kind of pick on the fact that. He can sometimes be, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say baggage, but you know, he, he does have that tendency sometimes to just not be that involved in in, in the game for a while. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you know, overall, you'd probably say that you know, he he, he did his job in that in that first twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if only that goal, had, if only that shot had gone in from the halfway line, <laughs> another goal of the season yeah, contender, it'd be a different one. Um, we kind of said earlier on the fact, well, it was a bonkers game and it was a different win this to all the Sheffield Wednesday wins I think of of, of late because um, I think what Wednesday have done is is, is is tended to grind out quite functional wins in circumstances where previously Sheffield Wednesday weren't very good at winning games. The, the away win at Bolton is a great example. Conditions were, were, were really poor. Uh, Bolton team that's a bit of a mess. That's often the game that you go to thinking, well, Wednesday will win this easily and they lose 3-0. That's just kind of how <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday worked. But, you know, we went there and we uh, and we won. This game against Blackburn, it was very different because it, it, it's a game that swung in different directions. Um, and this is the point, really, that I want to talk about um, Sam Hutchinson. Firstly... My bad, completely jinxed him last week with the whole Hutch 2.0 thing uh, because we very much had to downgrade back to um, Hutch Mark 1 with him going off injured. Now, at the time, and and I I did write this in my phone actually, at the time I thought, well, that's probably a good move and and fair play on Steve Bruce. He's thought, look, he's obviously picked up some kind of knock. There's something going on. He's not going to risk him. He yanks him off the pitch and you know with Hutchinson, he won't have wanted to go off. He'll have thought, I want to just carry on and, you know, if my leg falls off, it falls off. That's <laughs> Sam Hutchinson. Uh, but, you know, it was the right move taking him off. Looking back at the game as a as a whole, defensively about him on the pitch, we were not the same team. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is... Hutchinson comes back into the Wednesday team. Suddenly, defensively, we 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 really up our game. Sam Hutchinson goes off against Blackburn, and they score two goals. And 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 you know, it was just. I'm not saying that we particularly. That, 
Am I saying that we felt a bit without Hutchinson on the pitch? I, I think there were moments where we looked like we were struggling at the back and there were elements like, you know, the first goal that Blackburn scored. That was the, for me, that was the Tom Lees that we saw early on in the season who was just a bit lost, just kind of chasing after bodies rather mm. than reading the game. Um, and yeah, for me, there were some moments of, I've got to say some quite, probably some quite poor defending. Yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely that lack of... Um a shield, so to speak, yeah. which obviously Hutchinson uh, offers, and I think Bannon did his best. He was he was everywhere in the second half. You know, he was uh, cutting things out and you know just sticking a little challenge in where he needed to. But obviously, you can only do so much as one. Um, not that you know Pelipesi wasn't useless in what he did, but he's not the same. You know, he's not Hutchinson, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to see how I think Wednesday probably struggled for maybe the first time under Steve Bruce um, just to deal with to deal with what Blackburn had to offer. I even thought against, um, say, against United, they, they handled everything quite well. Um, yep. Not really been tested um, maybe in that, in that way um, until now. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was an interesting thing to watch unplay, uh, fold out, unfold really. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, yeah, I think they missed that. Defensive shield a bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think, I mean, there were, I, th- I think it's fair to say there were times when Blackburn were on top and looked the better team. Um, tell you what, when you win those games, you kind of look back and think, well, maybe it doesn't really matter. The issue for me and the, the worry for me um, is I just, I'm not convinced, I've never been convinced about Joey Pellipessi. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought that it took him a long time to look like he got into the game on Saturday after he came on. And and he had a fairly, you know, he wasn't on from the start, but he came on quite early on in the in the game. And, and certainly in the first half for me, he just didn't look up with play. Uh, and, and, and there were, you know, the times, you know, the, the back end of the first half when Blackburn really came back into it, they were unlucky not to get an equaliser before half-time. Great save from, uh, from, from Westwood's mentioned uh, earlier and then at times in the second half they, they kind of they were they were sort of bossing the midfield a bit and mm. without that Sam Hutchinson character there there aren't many Sam Hutchinsons in this league uh, and, and he would be a probably a Champions League player if he actually had knees um, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know am I unfair on this because I had a, an interesting it was only a very brief chat on um, on Twitter with uh, I think it was Edders who's who's a, a younger Wednesday fan who says that there's kind of like this age gap you know younger fans really see the positives in Pelipesi and perhaps uh, slightly older fans who maybe we kind of think of things in a bit more of a traditional way, Sam Hutchinson is just a, you know, ye shall not pass, I will kick you kind <laughs> yeah. of character. What what did you think about Pelliapesi? I mean, my sort of impression of him so far hasn't been anywhere near as critical as what I know some Wednesday fans are of him. Um, and um, I think, you know, generally speaking, he does a job. Um, I think he does a slightly different job to what Hutchinson does, like you say. Um, so it's just a case of maybe whether Wednesday fit around that because I think they are at the moment, you know, set up to expect someone in that role that Sam Hutch- Hutchinson performs. Yeah. So obviously when you put someone else in there, it's it doesn't quite operate in the same way. So it, it's never going to sort of reflect on Pelipesi as well. Um, so I don't know. I, I can see what he offers, but yeah. I think Wednesday are a better team with Hutchinson in there. So, um Yeah. yeah. I, I think anyone would would kind of struggle to disagree with with that because it was clear, you know, it was kind of chalk and cheese on on Saturday, wasn't it? Hutch goes off, and suddenly defensively we don't look the same. And mm. whether or not you particularly rate Pelipesi as a 
as a better player, we've now formed the defence around that that kind of crux, that almost triangle of Tom Lee's, Michael Hector, central defenders, Hutch in front, and yeah. it works. And when it's when that's broken up, we're not quite the same. Um, another positive, obviously, was the return of Sam Winnell, making his first start for a long, long time. Uh, I thought generally he looked quite sharp early on, and there were times, uh, as I mentioned earlier, early in the game, where I, I liked kind of the way that, that him and um, Fletcher were kind of combining, and I think they've probably only maybe started one or two games together before, such as in, in recent years, the, the number of different striker combinations that we've had available. Um, he, he kind of faded a bit, though, didn't he? And, and overall, I've seen quite a few people say it was a bit of a disappointing return, all in all. What what did you make of, uh, of Sam? I think that, uh, you know, once he's built it up, the Winnell-Fletcher partnership is probably the one to go for yeah. um, for Wednesday, no doubt. But um, I thought... Yeah, his, his, their link-up play is interesting and I enjoy watching it. Um, and uh, again, at Derby as well, actually, when he was playing there, um, I thought he, he offered something new that when you know we haven't seen up front for Wednesday. We've been quite reliant on, on Fletcher. Um, and so they're obviously very different styles as well in, in their play. Yeah. But pe- people up in the press box actually have said, you know, oh, he, he doesn't look anywhere near what he used to be and I, I haven't seen him before. Right. So, uh, you know, this version of Sam Winnell is all I've seen. Um, and I've been really impressed. So, um, yeah, if if there is sort of that scope for him to become sharper, if if that's possible, then yeah. I can imagine, he yeah, he's going to be yeah pretty impressive he's he's that kind of player isn't he? he's all about goals Sam Winnell he just he just needs to score and I think that the next stage in his recovery will probably just not be able to kick in until he sees the ball hit the back of the net because I think that's just the yeah. kind of player that he is he's obsessed with goals and um you know it'd be I really wish he'd have got a goal on Saturday and and, and we'd have kind of seen kind of that next step of what Sam Winnell is is, is going to become for uh, for Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, great to see him back in the starting lineup. Um, and actually, let's hear from the man himself. Here is Sam Winnell talking after the match on Saturday. Sam, I bet you were delighted to get that first start for for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I was over the moon to be honest. Um, I only found out today when the gaffer told us, and you know, it was I was buzzing because it's been a, a long, tough journey for me with injuries and and stuff like that, and. Um, you know, it's just nice that all the hard work that I've been putting in um, has, kind of, has, you know, kind of paid off uh, and got me that start. And for us to win as well, it's extra special as well. So now I'm delighted. Does it make you appreciate the time you're on the pitch a lot more when you spent such a long time out and away for various reasons? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, I mean, like um, you don't, you, like you say, you take it for granted. You take, you take playing for granted. And when, when you're not playing, whether it's through injury or through you know, not being selected, it's it's tough. It's it's tough for any footballer. Um, and for me, it was it was a long time. So to to get back on that pitch and you know, as playing in front of the Wednesday fans again was was really really special for me and, and something that you know I'll make sure I don't take for granted again. And for you, I imagine now it's just a case of the more minutes, the sharpness will come, and hopefully the goals will follow. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's it's, it's a great time for me to get to get. In, back into the team really with the team firing on all cylinders I mean we're on such a good run of form and, and we've got such confidence within the squad that you know it's, it's great for me to be back involved and getting that sharpness back and um, I know the more minutes I play the better I'll get and, and I know that the goals will flow as soon as I'm, I'm back up to back up to my best so I'm just going to keep working hard keep putting 
everything I can into to improving and, and getting back to my full full potential. And of course, with Gary still on his way back, Stephen, you know, picking up little little niggles. There's going to be you know chance for you, Atty, Marco. Everybody's going to have a, a chance to play, aren't they? Of course, yeah. And that's why you have a squad, isn't it? You know, that's that's what you need to do. You need to be ready to be called upon when when we have injuries. Um, but hopefully, you know, with, with everybody getting back fit, there's going to be healthy competition and, and hopefully everyone can play their part in, in doing something special this year. Do you see this personally as a, as a real opportunity for a fresh start under, under Steve Bruce here? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was, it was hard for me to start with when I first joined and, and obviously different things have happened. But like you say, the gaffer came in and his first message to everyone was that everyone's going to have a, a clean slate, a fresh start. and. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because all I wanted to do is work hard. All I want to do is get back in the team, score goals for this team. And, and thankfully, I've been handed a start today. And, and hopefully, the more more minutes I play and the sharper I get, the more starts I'll, I'll get in the future. And he clearly thinks well of you because he's, he's been getting you more minutes, you know, building you up from the bench, getting you back and, and taking, you know, your return in, incrementally and, and sensibly. Exactly. And that's, that's a big, big confidence booster for me, knowing that the gaffer... He's, he's putting his faith in me, and he's he's giving me chance on, you know, giving me chances on the pitch, and, and all I want to do with that is repay repay that faith, score goals, and, and do my part for the team in, in getting wins, and, and we've done that today. Incredible time to come back, like you said, two points off the playoffs now. I mean, what, what what's the camp like? What's the mood like? Is there a real enthusiasm that you could do something special here? There is, yeah, but we we kind of like we understand that you know there's a long way to go still. There's, there's going to be eight big big games after the international break left and nothing's going to be easy I mean this league you see it every week there's the surprises and no no points are given to anyone so we just know we've got to work hard and just keep doing what we're doing because it's been working and, and hopefully it continues to work after the international break. With, with the tough start to the season and, and how sort of far out the picture you were does that sort of take the pressure off does you feel like you've, you've been landed with it with a situation here where it's a no-lose situation you can just go for it well not really I mean because you can't dwell on the past too much you can't use the past as an excuse for the future so what we're doing is we're seeing as look we've got eight games left with two points off the playoffs what can we achieve anything's possible um, and we're ambitious we're an ambitious group we're a group that want to succeed we've got you know a dressing room full of people who've been successful all throughout the career so why not why, why not think that we can go and, and do something that was never expected of us and I think that's the attitude we've got going into the, the last the last kind of eight games of the season He's yet to lo- lose yet Steve Bruce in his time in charge what have you made of him since he's walked into the club? No I mean it's been great I mean obviously results have turned for us and, and everything just seems to be going in, in the right direction and that's exactly what you want I mean the gaffer will say himself that the lads have been trying to do everything he wants us to do have been putting in you know a shift every single day in training and and that can only be a recipe for success because obviously he had a proven record coming here and he's got a dressing room and a, and a squad of players who are willing to work hard and and that's obviously probably why we're getting our the, re, the reaping the rewards now i've just realized that i don't think i've actually heard sam winall talk before i don't think his voice matches his face he sounds quite polite and i think i expect him to kind of sound i'm not gonna say arrogant but i just didn't expect him to sound sound like that um good to hear from um sam winnell um normally at this point we talk about the game that's coming up but 
we haven't got a game to talk about. So uh, what else is there to talk about in Sheffield Wednesday land when there isn't a game? I know, injuries. <laughs> um, so this is interesting because you, you wrote a piece in The Star this week about um, every Sheffield Wednesday player who's injured and when they'll be back. Yes. Um, and um, I, I was looking at it earlier. I was on page one of three, which probably says everything yeah. um, of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, you... you Gosh, it was this this time a, a, a year ago, Wednesday, we're in real dire straits with injury issues. Thankfully, it isn't as bad, but it's still like, you know, the, that there's a, there's a football team in itself there, isn't it, that's, that's, that's out injured? Yeah, I think it was 12, uh, 12 players when I sort of worked it out. I mean, that's including Alman Abdi and yep. uh, Gary Hooper. So obviously Hooper's technically not still injured, but he's obviously not back in the first team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Abdi is... Whatever Abdi is, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we know now that we've got you know players like you kind of assume that Kieran Lee's probably not going to be back this season. We know that that Jos van Aken's going to be out for the rest of this uh, this season. Mm. Um, who is kind of closest to making a return now? Um, so obviously the three that that picked um, injuries up against Blackburn, so Fletcher, Bannon, and Hutchinson. Um, it sounds like they might be back. Okay. Um, after the international break. Brilliant. That, well, that's what Steve Bruce said he hoped would be the case. Um, and then um, it looks like Ashraf Lazar should be back start of April. Oh, okay. Um, we sort of saw him on the way out of Hillsborough and he said, oh, yeah, hope to be back soon. Oh, that's so, good. Uh, that's really good. That would be, yeah, that would be good. Um, although, obviously, Liam Palmer's been doing great in yeah. left back, so that would create a bit of a selection headache oh, in its own. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Forestieri, I think, isn't, a million miles away, but okay. um, I think it will just be a case of how Steve Bruce decides to manage that yep. in terms of recurring injury there. He doesn't come across as the kind of manager to rush a player back, does he? he no, seems like he is about when it, when a player comes back, he he wants him to be right before he's going to start putting him back in the team. So uh, it will be interesting to see what happens there. We mentioned Liam Palmer. We've got it. Oh, we when I kind of wrote some notes earlier, I was like, we've got to talk about the fact this is really exciting. Liam Palmer starting for Scotland uh, <laughs> as we record this. I think the game is still is still going on, uh, but Liam Palmer's debut for Scotland. Not really gone according to plan. Uh, last time we looked, they were 3-0 down to Kazakhstan, who um, I think 120-something in the in the world. Let's not talk about that. Let's just say it's great for Liam Palmer to be making, uh, getting an international cap. He'll probably want to forget it, but at yep. least it's, uh, <laughs> at least he's, uh, he's made that, uh, he's made that start. Um, only the thing that I wanted to just mention as well was the, uh, so the season ticket deadline, which was due this week, has been extended by a couple of weeks. And uh, so a lot of people on Twitter saying they were trying to get through on the phone lines and it was just constantly ringing they couldn't get through or constantly engaged and uh, I know it's if, if you're that person that's a real pain but I tell you what I think that's a real nice sign because it just shows the kind of buzz that we've got going around the uh, the place at the moment which has been so lacking for a while uh, that if there is this kind of scramble of people wanting to to get their season tickets before they go off sale uh, that can only be uh, a good side and um, I mean I guess Nancy it's a, it's a good kind of um, opportunity to sort of ask you as a general sort of question because you know Hillsborough is obviously somewhere that you've not been around for as long as as, as a lot of people uh, what's your kind of view about uh, the the sort of the feeling of the fan base at the moment um, I mean I would say almost overwhelmingly positive yeah um, and I think the only frustrations that I've seen and heard particularly when I'm at Hillsborough have been sort of 
minor, as in um, at 3-0 three three up against Swansea in the first half. I could hear a few grumbles behind me because <laughs> Wednesday weren't playing the ball forward. They were playing it sideways or back. And at that point, I was a bit like, wow, what a, what a contrast to like my first game, which was uh, the nil-nil home drawer against Luton. Yeah. Um, Oof, yeah, right. Well, which was, wow. you know, a game to forget, really. Yeah, let's was, be yeah. honest. Um, so, in that very short space of time, yeah, I thought I was listening to them grumble, and I thought, God, like it's only been what two months or no, a month even, you know, and uh, yeah. So I would say, yeah, it's been really positive. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, right, this is going to bring us uh, very neatly to um, international break alpinions. Um, Nancy is going to set a new one, uh, a new alpinion for us soon. First of all, let's go back to last week where we were talking about um, second team. So I raised this because um, international break is normally when I'll go and see either maybe Hallam or Sheffield FC, uh, who are both teams that I've got a bit of a soft spot for. And I've actually, I've actually got a few teams that I've got a soft spot for, but I do have a second team who are over in Germany. Uh, and that kind of lent sort of towards this sort of discussion about it. Now, I expected quite a lot of people actually to kind of say, no, you can't have a second team. It's wrong. You can only support one team. There weren't really that many kind of negative comments in, in that regard. But what I found quite interesting was uh, whereabouts people's second teams are based, because there were quite a lot that are abroad. And there's, there's some kind of sense there in terms of the fact that if you're supporting a team that they're never going to end up in the same league as Wednesday. They're never going to play each other. Uh, and, you know, you're in just totally different kind of environments. Uh, and I found that really interesting. So to kind of go through this, and I've tried to arrange this in some kind of geographical sense. Um, if I get any of my geography horribly wrong and get a team in the wrong country, I apologise. Uh, I'm going to start off in Germany because my second team, St. Pauli, they're in, they're in Germany. Uh, Andy McElwin, uh, he, his second team is, uh, is Cologne, and that's because he went on his stag do there. Uh, Steve Noonan um, supports Hertz Berlin, his second team, uh, mainly because Blue and White Stripes, it's a good arena as any. Uh, Gary, um, who his second team is Armenia, and I've got to pronounce this right, uh, uh, Be- Bellefeld. Um, he says quite a few Brits who've served in Germany follow uh, Armenia as their second team. That's quite interesting. Uh, we're going to move across to Italy. Alex supports uh, his second team is Fiorentina uh, because of their purple kit. Do you know what, Alex? That is a good reason as any. Why not? Uh, and then uh, Lenny Collins, uh, AS Roma, his, his second team because he had them on football manager on the Amiga. I like that reason. Um, in Spain, Dan Owl supports uh, Real Madrid because his dad is from Madrid. So I keep saying supports and that's not right. These are second teams that we're talking about here. So these are all people that are Wednesday fans who is their second team. Um, Emile, uh, Marseille, his second team, because he had the French way on VHS way back when. VHS. Do you even remember VHS, Nancy? Is that, um, does that mean yes, anything to you? No, I think um, I had probably videos for a while when I was younger, but yeah, I'm more of a DVD streaming person now. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in Europe, so Peter over in Denmark, he's got a soft spot for his local team. I am not even going to try and pronounce their name. It's got squiggles and all kinds of things. I just can't. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Manboob, uh, Molenbeek in Belgium, his second team. And Sean Lovell, um, as a kid, says he started having a favourite team in lots of different countries. Not really sure why he chose them, but uh, he mentions Aberdeen in Scotland, uh, Sevilla in 
Spain and Parma in Italy. Uh, one from further afield, which is worth mentioning. So Marek Cooper, uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps, his second team, uh, because he used to live there, which is fair dues, actually. I'm um, going to bring us back home now. So people have got a second team here in the UK, and we'll start in England. Uh, Josh Everton, um, Edgar. Now, Edgar is a Londoner. His local side is Dulwich Hamlet, so that's who um, who he kind of follows. Uh, Chris Derns picks out Chelsea as his second team, um, and that traces all the way back to the 1970 FA Cup final. Says that Chelsea had some really classy players, plus they were playing Leeds, and, you know, we all hate Leeds. Um, James Vernon, Spurs, his second team. His father-in-law's a season ticket, and he's been to a few games. Uh, Paul picks out Liverpool. Aaron lives in York. So he keeps an eye out for York City's results. Makes sense. Um, other kind of um, teams within the kind of within the UK. So Matt at Coleraine FC, his local side. That's in Northern Ireland. Uh, Dandy Glentoran, which I think is who Chris Holt supports. Yes, I think he does. Yeah. Uh, his uh, so Dandy's dad supported them in Northern Ireland before he came kind of over here. Uh, makes sense. A few people as well with teams in Scotland. So Tim Stenhouse Muir uh, says he saw them forty years ago and still watches out for their results. Uh, Mark picks out Rangers and Lee uh, follows uh, Ross County. Says he went to the Scottish Cup final in twenty ten. I think Nancy, this is a good opportunity to. Get get to know you a little bit better because of course Wednesday is not your first team so um, tell us a bit about so who who is your actual who do you follow and um, you know what leads you to uh, to being here following Wednesday um, so I'm, I'm a Southampton fan. Oh, okay. Um, because they're sort of the nearest team. Um, I'm from Wiltshire originally. Right. So um, aside from maybe Swindon or Bristol. Yep. Um, decentish teams you're looking at Southampton. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah yeah I j- Mainly also because um, I actually went to see them. So I imagine if I'd have known a Swindon fan, that yeah, could have yeah. happened. Um, and uh, I've sort of ended up in Sheffield mostly because of my job at the Star. Yep. Um, so I've sort of gradually moved up the country as I went to uni and, and everything. And yeah, got my job here. And I'd, I think I'd only been to Sheffield once before. So um, yeah, Wednesday and all things football in Sheffield are fairly new to me now. I've been here since the summer so <laughs> cool. um obviously kind of you know um sort of uh, reporting on wednesday since kind of the start of the year um how how are you finding it i'm loving it yeah it's it's great i mean um just getting out out to the games um ticking off all those grounds i yeah. i wasn't ever someone that was going to do the 92 but now i'm kind of getting a bit nerdy <laughs> about football stadiums and um you know how easy they are to get to how good the food is when you get there things yeah. like that general atmosphere um and it's things like um you know when you're at Hillsborough and um the fans start singing hi ho Sheffield yeah. Wednesday and, uh, and that you know it's just I, I miss things like that because obviously you don't get down to St Mary's every week when you live up here so you know you hear that going and and things like the derby um that was my first proper derby in any sense um because well, I hadn't been to one as a fan, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since Saints and Pompey played each other. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was great, fantastic. I mean, It was quite an atmosphere. Even it? though it was a nil-nil, yeah, the atmosphere was, was uh, um, fantastic, so yeah. yeah. Um, what would be kind of your sort of Wednesday highlight of the of the short time that you've kind of been, uh, been there? That's, that is a good question. Um, off the top of my head... Um, 
Stephen Fletcher's bicycle kick oh, the other yes. week. When that went in, I did let out a little, ooh, <laughs> you know. It was a little squeal. moment, yeah, wasn't it? That's, yeah. a good, that's a good reaction. Um, though, yeah, I think so far that's, yeah, that's hard to beat that one. Um, so um, I kind of set you on with uh, coming up with something for this week's Alpinions. So um, what are we going with? Um, so I thought, obviously, we've talked about injuries and how that's a problem uh, for Wednesday at the moment. So I wondered if Wednesday nights find or how they feel about the international break so would you rather that your top players go off and achieve um what i imagine is every player's sort of personal ambition of playing for the country or would you rather that they stayed at home weren't selected and then they were safe or less likely to pick up an injury for your next game yeah um, so, so yeah. um i guess stephen fletcher is probably the prime example in this in this situation so yeah. uh, we kind of use him as a bit of a starting point so uh, players like stephen fletcher would you prefer to see them away playing for scotland or safer to have them wrapped up in in cotton wool uh, back here in uh, in sheffield so uh, as ever joining the conversation with the hashtag alpinions uh, we'll give you the twitter details in uh, a minute tell us what you think we'll mention some of your thoughts next friday and we'll be setting a new alpinions for your input as well uh, that's just about it thank you for joining us um he's not here but you can catch dom on twitter at dom Housen. um i don't even know where he's gone is he um is he, is he sunning himself somewhere he is cypress i believe oh, Cy- yeah. Cyprus, of course, he did tell me that, yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter, at James Marriott, and uh, Nancy, you are on Twitter. At Nancy Frostick. There yeah. we go. You see, as original as myself and Dom in our <laughs> Twitter names, uh, you can contact the show, at Dom and James. I didn't go to the extent of setting up a Nancy and James account just for this week. Yep. I apologise for, no, uh, for that. Um, <laughs> as ever, let us have your feedback on the show. Uh, please subscribe to us and review us, uh, and uh, make sure you subscribe to get that latest edition of Singing the Blues every week. Nancy, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, next time Don's away, do you fancy uh, doing it again? Absolutely, I'd love to. I'd gladly have you back. Uh, right up the owls, and we'll see you next Friday. Yeah.